What's the why behind it? Because if your why is strong enough, then you're going to be willing to do the things that are holding you back. Welcome to the Million Dollar Speaker Podcast. Hi, I'm RV Robinson. I'm the master speaker trainer, international speaker, and author of Speak Up, Get Clients, and your host today for the Million Dollar Speaker Podcast. This is the podcast where we talk about what makes a million dollar speaker. How do we reach millions of people and how do we make millions doing it? And one of the ways is through video. Yes, video. And I want to share with you, a while back, I was watching a lot of videos on YouTube. And I came across this particular woman. And I just loved her videos. And her videos elevated her in my eyes to a celebrity. And then one day, I'm speaking at an event. And poof. There she is. And I was so thrilled. And yet she was thrilled to meet me because she's heard about me. So it's all about becoming more visible in your marketplace. So I have the pleasure today to interview my dear friend, Cheryl Pluth. She is a video strategist former Canadian TV broadcaster and creator of Cash In On Camera. She has been seen by millions of people over the course of her 25-year career in news media. She has produced thousands of videos and has broadcast over 26 thousand hours of live television. She lives and works in Ontario, Canada, and she is our very, very special guest here today. So let's welcome Cheryl. Woo! Yay! All right. Hi, Cheryl. Hi, RV. Great to be with you. It's great to be with you. I was just sharing with them a little bit about the story about how I was watching your videos. And in my eyes, you were this big celebrity. And then I got to meet you. And, and then we've been fast friends ever since. So great story, great testimony about the power of video. So that's what we're going to talk about today, videos. And let's first, I always like the first question I always like to ask is, what do you think the the attributes or the characteristics are of a million-dollar speaker? Well, Arvi, I think it's willingness. I, I really think it starts with just being willing to get out there and do the videos, despite how you may be feeling. You might be internally feeling one way. But we want to still acknowledge that and be, let's say it's nervous. Let's say you're nervous, you're afraid, you're scared, whatever the issue is that you're feeling. But you have to still be willing to do it despite those feelings. I think that most of us at some point felt that way. You and I both, RV, have been speaking for a long time. 
you know, I've been hosting a TV show, I was hosting a TV show when I was 18 years old. So I've been doing this for a long time, but I can recall how I felt back then. And I was willing to still do it despite the fear that was there. Wow. Well, that's important. Let's start with that because there, there are times that even maybe it's not even fear that stops people. Maybe there's other things like they're not sure what to say, right? They're not sure if they look good. Maybe they feel like they might be too young or too old or whatever. So how would someone push through and have that kind of willingness when they've got that little negative self-talk in their head? I think you have to start by recognizing why you're doing this. What is the why, to use a Simon Sinek (laughs) uh, term, what's the why behind it? Because if your why is strong enough, then you're going to be willing to do the things that are holding you back. And you're right, Arby. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's always fear-based. Although I think at some level there is fear is probably the root of most of people's unwillingness to do video but it could be that you're, you don't know what to say. Okay, well, there are ways and strategies that you can get around that. You can figure out maybe some ideas about what your audience might want to learn. You might have to do a little bit of digging. You might have to ask them. There are strategies that you can employ to be able to figure that out. But yeah, and then I think for, especially for women, vanity is, is a real big issue. <laughs> you know? Let's be real. We want to be out there looking our best. And a lot of women are waiting to lose the weight or get the hair done or have the makeup and the clothes and the jewelry, whatever issues there. Um, But I think you have to be willing to do it, even though things might not be perfectly aligned, but getting out there and doing it anyway. But I think it stems already from having this idea of like, what, what's the purpose? Why are you doing this in the first place? And if it's to grow a business, then that obviously is a very powerful why. Right. And you said something a minute ago, I don't know your exact words, I'm going to paraphrase it, but it's like the why has to be bigger, you know, than whatever's holding you back. So, it, it, I mean, that's how it is in speaking. Your message has to be so important for you to get out that it doesn't matter. Now, sure, you have to, re- you should respect your audience. You know, I don't, you know, and yourself. So you don't want to go, you know, go out there, you know, maybe like you would when you go and work in the yard. But at the same time, you said it doesn't have to be perfect. You don't, it'll never be perfect. So do the best you can with what you have. And remember, your message is the most important. 100%. 100%. I like to say this, Arby, when people, especially from a vanity perspective, if people are, you know, not wanting to get out there because, again, everything isn't perfect. We don't have the perfect wardrobe and my nose isn't done. Whatever the thing is <laughs> for that person, right, is, and, and especially when it comes to hair, makeup, things like that. Listen, it doesn't have to be perfect dress up the way you would if you were going out to have coffee with a friend at Starbucks who you maybe haven't seen in a while. You're not necessarily going to dress up to the nines and and be perfectly dressed to go and visit someone and have a latte. So I say show up that way. Show up the way that you're going to put a little bit of effort, but not to the point where you're obsessing over perfection, which is holding you back. Right. Excellent. Let's talk about video now, because there's lots of places that we can use video. So let's just let's just start with YouTube. Uh, Now, tell everybody, because I'm so impressed how you shot up and how many subscribers you have and how you did it and how they could get it, too. Well, I did a little experiment 
in 2020 on myself. And I had had, I had had a YouTube channel for a long time, but I just hadn't focused on it. And as we know, where, uh, where we focus is where, you know, things grow. I hadn't really focused on, I was focusing on Facebook and I was doing pretty well over there. But as we know, Facebook has changed a lot. So in 2020, I decided, you know, why don't I focus on YouTube? And so I set out at the beginning of the year to do a video per week. Now, listen, I am coming into this with some skill set around being able to produce videos too. So I was going to do my own videos and create one per week. And I did that and I didn't miss a week. And for the entire year, I did one every, every Thursday. By the end of the year, I had generated over 14,000 new subscribers Woo! and then 1.5 million video views organically. So that's not bad. Some people do even better than that. Some people might not do as well as that because there are so many factors that come into play. But for me, it was definitely a year of growth and of revelation. And it was a, a very interesting experiment that I did on myself. Right. So would you say that your strategy was a video a week? I mean, in simple, simplistic terms, a video a week. And what were those videos primarily about? They were search-based content. And this is what I recommend when people are building a YouTube channel, especially when you're starting off and you're not even yet monetized. So that means that you're not at a 1,000 subscribers or 4,000 hours of watch time in the last 12 months. Those are the parameters that you need to reach to reach monetization and to be part of the YouTube partner program. When I started in 2020, I wasn't there. I had 850 subscribers. Right. So what I recommend is to be focused on search-based content. So that might mean for a lot of coaches and consultants and speakers, authors, it might be that you look at how-to content or tutorials. You're really looking to be educating but you want to be looking at what are people searching for on Google and or YouTube because Google owns YouTube. You want to be looking at what are they searching for? And then you're reverse engineering. You're creating the video based on what they're searching for rather than, I just spoke with one of my clients this morning about this, how he used to do it, which was make the video and then try to put the square peg in the round hole. And what's better to do is to say, what are they looking for? And how can I inject myself into the conversation around that and make the video? All right. So that's gold. That's a golden nugget right there. Find out what your audience wants and then give it to them instead of the opposite. And that's often what I say about speaking as well. So let's, so you got those, you know, a lot of subscribers on YouTube in a short amount of time using that strategy. Now there's other places that I know that you shoot videos and is that the right term nowadays shoot videos I don't know is that (laughs) create videos Um, (laughs) so tell us a little bit about some of the other strategies and other places that you are visible and showing up on video well I mean RV I always look at it too from the standpoint of of the different kinds of video you know we have our recorded video which tends to be the YouTube side of things so these are pre-produced and published and what have you, you can go live on YouTube at a certain point in your journey as well. And then there's the live video. So let's talk about live. I think that Facebook live is probably the one that's most common uh, that people are maybe aware of, maybe haven't done one yet, but have taken part and watched a Facebook live video. So I think Facebook is still really huge. The important thing is to understand your audience. 
And this is really one of the key steps in the video strategy work that I do is determining who is your audience. Because listen, there isn't any point in spending a lot of time and energy on Facebook if you know definitively that your audience is not there, right? It's better to focus on the platforms where they are. And not every entrepreneur needs to be on every platform. I like to pride myself on having a working knowledge of all of these platforms from the perspective of how video plays into it so that I can be knowledgeable in my industry. But I don't think that every entrepreneur needs to be on every platform. So Facebook Live, Instagram Live, um, LinkedIn Live, LinkedIn Live, if you have that feature, you know, Twitter, you can go live on Twitter. Right. Periscope is no more, but you can go live on Twitter. So I think that there is a whole host of, there are a whole host of, of areas that you can really explore from a live perspective. Right. Too. Well, and even, even TikTok, if that's where your audience hangs out, right? Yeah. I mean, and I used to think even TikTok was, you know, for younger generation and I still believe it is, but I've seen some, uh, some baby boomers doing some pretty fun stuff on there as well. So if that's something that resonates with you and you want to do that, um, you know, just get out there, I think is really our message, right, is find a platform that works for you, that has your target market, and then use it consistently. Let's talk about consistency for a moment, Cheryl, because that's what you did once a week for a year, which takes a lot of discipline and a lot of willingness, right? I mean, you might have gotten up some days on that Thursday and went, you know what? I don't want to take a shower, <laughs> you know? I don't want to oh, get yes. ready, right? But you did it anyway. So tell us about how important that consistency is. Sure. There were times during 2020 where I did not feel like doing the video. There were times when I was dead tired. I had worked all day. And my husband even said to me, it's midnight, ah. go, to sleep, go to sleep and just skip a week. Just skip a week. You'll be okay. Everything's I said, no, I can't do that because I made a commitment to my audience and to myself. And so I would sometimes be up till three o'clock, four o'clock in the ah. morning because it was the commitment. And that's what it is, RV. It's the connection between commitment and consistency Got that it. I think is the key. It's the willingness to be able to do that and stay up until four o'clock in the morning, as opposed to what I really wanted to do, which was put my head on a pillow. Right. Anyway. And it's interesting too, RV, from the, from, you know, consistency prior to my focusing on YouTube, I was working with Facebook and I consistently did a video, a live video every Thursday on Facebook as well, prior to YouTube focus. And it worked amazingly well for me as well. I, I can't remember the stats right off the top of my head, but I think in 2019, I think I generated around 35,000 video views on Facebook from going live once per week during that year as well. Well, now tell me, um, what about repurposing? I mean, would it work for you to do, because you did, you're telling me you did two separate ones, a live, and then you did a YouTube. Would it work for you to do a live and then download it and then, you know, do your magic and then put it up as a YouTube video and then just do one video per, per day or per week? Yes, there are ways that you can repurpose and it depends on a lot of factors. One is what tools you have at your disposal, what tools you might be willing to invest in to save yourself time. Do you have a team or don't you have a team? Are you doing it or do you have a VA? 
So all of these things are things that I would look at from a strategic perspective. But yes, you can. You can go live on Facebook. You could download the video, upload it to YouTube. You could even take a video, download it, upload it into a, a desktop editor, trim it, upload it, sections of it. There are tools, all kinds of tools that you can use. When I was doing that back in 2019, the platform that I use now to multi-stream, I was not aware of. In fact, I don't know when they started that company. But Restream is what I use now. And so there are tools that you can use to go live on a multitude of platforms at the same time. So you're multi-streaming, you're simultaneously broadcasting to multiple platforms. So the one that I use, Restream, can go up to 30 platforms at the same time. I don't use all 30. I use I go live on Facebook, and that inc could include groups, profile, and pages, you know, LinkedIn, uh, all these Twitter, YouTube, all of those platforms at the same time. So those tools do exist today that can really help an entrepreneur to save time, energy, and, and, and money. Right. And yeah, and there are several. I like Restream. Uh, StreamYard is an, a popular yeah. one. I noticed though with StreamYard, it makes you look a little harsh. You know, I don't know what it is, but the camera angles, I don't know what it is, but but it always uh, looks a little harsher than, than Restream and some of those others. You find the one that you love. Yeah. For me, it often comes down to the interface. We have a lot of tools at our disposal. For me, it's going to be how user-friendly is it? Do I enjoy the process? Do I like the layout and the features of said platform? Right. And those are the determining factors for me, which is why I've gravitated more to Restream. Right. Now, you said uh, earlier you're talking about having a team or doing it yourself. Now, when you did this strategy, a video a week, did you do it yourself? mainly, or did you have a team? I did do it myself. Uh, I debated. I debated whether I wanted to do it myself or if I wanted to outsource it. But I actually chose to do it myself, partly because I wanted to challenge myself mm -hmm. and because I felt like I would have more to say about the process at the end of the year, having done it myself and really walked the walk that I think a lot of my audience are walking through. So right. I, I thought it would be more important for me to actually dedicate myself to doing it myself. And plus I gained the skill set and I became very proficient at it, even more so than I was at the beginning of the year. So yes, I did do it myself. Yeah. I did have some, I did have some VA help from the, uh, from the publishing perspective. Yes. Right. But the actual from video, the producing, I did it myself. Yeah. Video creation. I love that because you give people hope because not everybody has a team. Whether or not they can afford a team, that's not it. A team will not be ready at three o'clock in the morning for your beck and call. No. You're doing it at that hour. But one of the things that I love that you did on your videos that made them look so professional was you used Canva. So can you just talk a little bit about that tool? And, you know, because I know you love it, but the way you did it, and you showed me um, um, an app called uh, one that you can do something with your face. So if you're feeling like, you know, you don't look your best, what is it? Oh, Facetune. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, Facetunes. So let's talk a little bit about that process where people will put up a thumbnail or however they need to, whatever they need to do to edit the video to make it look as professional as possible. Well, listen, on YouTube, the you really want to pay close attention to the title 
as well as the thumbnail. The, the title and the thumbnail together are going to help you increase your click-through rate or your CTR, which is the initial stage of getting someone to watch the video. The video has to be good and in, into itself, but the title and thumbnail are important. Okay. You can outsource thumbnail creation. There are people and there are apps. There are different ways that you can do it. But I decided to use Canva. I am a Canva pro user. Highly, highly recommend that as an essential tool for entrepreneurs, especially those who are solo or have small teams. And that's where I created them. And I experimented a lot. Some thumbnails did better than others. What I did was that when I put a picture of myself on the thumbnail and kept the words to a minimum and some thumbnails, no words at all, did better. So you really want to be thinking about thumbnails they have to be clear and concise. And how will it appear on a mobile device? Because the majority of people are watching it on a mobile device. So those thumbnails are just tiny, tiny. tiny. If you put 10 words, it's not showing up. So four words max, if you can. Got it. This is gold. Four words max. Four yeah. words max. I'm writing it down. <laughs> I'm probably you're, guilty of more words than that. If, if you're building a personal brand, I think that's where it's even more important to have picture of yourself on the thumbnail. And to your point, RV, the app that I use called so Facetune, I would do my video and then I would take funny pictures of myself, depending on what the emotion of the video is. So if the emotion that I'm trying to convey is one of surprise for that thumbnail, then I'm going to hold my phone with the app in front of a light. And I'm going to be like, <laughs> and capturing that. And then I might do, I don't know, maybe five or six of them in different emotions. Mm-hmm. And then I will look at them and then I'll bring that into Canva, remove the background. And I have a whole process there. Right. Now, do you do most of your videos or them this past year? Did you do them on your phone or on your computer? And which one do you recommend? Most of them were done on my iPhone. And if I was doing a tutorial where I had to do a screen share, then I would use Camtasia. And then I would merge those two pieces together and edit those pieces together. So most of the me speaking on camera would have been recorded on the iPhone. And then I would merge that with Camtasia footage or screen captured footage together for the video. Got it. Wow. This is great. Well, we're almost out of time, Cheryl, but I want to just ask, like, what is one of the biggest tips that you want to leave? Because obviously being a million dollar speaker is partly about reaching millions of people and then making millions. So let's talk about, I mean, you've reached so many people Let's talk about, and you mentioned earlier, if you're a certain level of YouTube, you can start to monetize. So we know how to reach people. We know the characteristics of a million-dollar speaker. Let's talk for a, a few minutes about how people can monetize these videos, whether it's Facebook Live or YouTube or something else. That's probably what they're really interested in now. <laughs> it has to do with the structure of the video. Okay. So I like to, I like to teach a universal video script, which is a three-part script. Uh, it's not really a script. It's more of a template. I call it script because most people want a script. Yeah. And so engage, educate, and enroll. 
So if you follow that framework of engage, hook them, educate, teach them, and then enroll, which is the call to action, often the CTA is the part that people miss. But I think it's the essence of what is it that you're sharing? How much work have you done to determine who is your ideal audience? What are your financial goals? When I make set out to do a video strategy for someone, that's where we start. I have a four, uh, four P framework, plan, produce, publish, and promote. The planning phase is key. What are your goals? Reverse engineer that. Are your offers aligned to the financial goals you've set for yourself? You know, if you're selling your time at $25 an hour, <laughs> it's going to be a while. It's going to be some time before you get there. So, you know, you have to be charging what you're worth, but it's the goals. It's the story. It's the message. It's the audience. It's the customer journey that you really need to be clear on so that you know what kind of videos to make. And I think that's how we get your audience and to that, that mark, to that million dollar mark, because it all has to be aligned. And that's where, that's why strategy first is so important. Now, what are those four P's again? Plan, produce, plan, produce, publish, and promote. Publish and promote. There you have it. Thank you. Plan, produce, publish, and promote. That is the secret to be in to being a million dollar video uh, creator right there. Bam, we got That's it. That's it, bam. <laughs> all right, Cheryl. So if someone needs help, which all of us need help in our, some sort of strategy or planning or just kickoff encouragement, that willingness, how do they get a hold of you to Are help you? them? Yeah, you know what? Visit my website, CherylPluff.com. There is a tab called resources I recommend. And guess what I put on that page? Yeah. All the resources I recommend are, are oh, there. Great. So, yeah, it's a really easy place to go to. I mean, I have an Amazon storefront. It shows all the equipment that I like to recommend um, that changes. And it's always the most cutting edge stuff that I find on Amazon that I love. Yeah. Um, you, can, you can find video prompts to download there, all kinds of free gifts, a free publishing plan, whole host of things. I like to help people to be positioned as authorities online. That's essentially what I do. And I do it through video. So just go to CherylPluff.com and you'll see those resources there. Excellent. And I will put that in the show notes. So your website will be in the show notes. And that's what I love about you, Cheryl. You're so giving with your knowledge and with your experience. So everyone run to that website before she changes her mind and grab those free gifts and sign up for a strategy session. Is that is your calendar link there as well? Yes, there is. Right. And sign up as a strategy session. I've used Cheryl. I've hired her to help me with my videos. And what a difference it made. What a difference, not only in getting subscribers, but just feeling proud that, you know, I have something that I can, you know, be proud to invite people to come and watch as opposed to something that was organically raw. Let's just say organically raw, which uh, I had one of my students recently said, yeah, I went back and saw your videos 11 years ago or something, and I don't feel so bad. I think, uh oh, (laughs) it's a great point, Arby, because everyone has to start somewhere. somewhere. One thing that we would all benefit from doing is Think of maybe one, two, or three of the people that you love that you follow. It could be RV. Um, it could be whoever it is that you follow. Marie Forleo, um, Gary Vaynerchuk, you name it. 
go, I did this once. I went back to their YouTube channels, right back to the beginning. Right. And you will be shocked <laughs> and it will make you feel pretty good about yourself because you realize everyone has to start somewhere. Yeah. And they start at the beginning most of the time, right? Yeah. They start at the beginning. Well, we don't have to start at the beginning with you though, Cheryl, because people <laughs> come to you right away and look like a pro immediately. So I encourage all of you that are listening to do just that. Go to Cheryl's website. And again, it'll be in the show notes and connect with Carol, get her free gifts. I know I'm going to go over there and get the free gifts as well, because they're gold. They're worth millions. All right, Cheryl, well, what would be any last words that you would like to leave our listeners with today? Get out there, speak on video, speak on video. It is video is a form of speaking. And RV will tell you that speaking is the foundation of getting to your million dollar business, right? So speaking on video is what I recommend and start with live, start with live video and you can start today. Amen. Amen. Well said. All right, Cheryl. Well, that's our show for today, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you back here next week. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Million Dollar Speaker Podcast. Please hop on over to iTunes and leave us a review and feel free to share our channel with your friends and family. Also, you can find us on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn. We would love to hear from you. And remember, you are one step closer to becoming a million-dollar speaker.